uh, like interviewing politicians, they thought of him because the UK, as you know, is just such a class system where he was, you know, considered like the the the, the, the underclass where. He's not bright because he hasn't had the opportunities. So the politicians would be there to, when he says these idiotic things, they weren't like, uh, you know, how uh, someone in the U.S. react. They would react by, oh, this guy doesn't know because he hasn't had the opportunity of having education, you know. Yeah, I think their I think their background story for how they would get interviews like kind of stayed the same between there, the UK, and the US, and that yeah. they were saying that he was rep- he was working on like a, a children not children's but like you know a young people's news show. So that's kind of how they would get access to like politicians, and that's why you know they could kind of say that's why he's the way he is because he's like you know a young people tv show you like different things okay you wicked use... i like you can use me this... like punani we can use this dewey again okay to say i like chicken so hang on hoffee you say hoffee what is that i like Coffee. Coffee to like. Like coffee. Yeah? So you can say Dween Hoffee. I don't like coffee. Oh, well, I Tell me something you do like, yeah? So chicken. Dween... We like the chicken. So yeah, exactly. So again, uh, the people that he was interviewing had empathy for both Barat and Ali G. Um, and I don't really see that kind of empathy with these kind of characters. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, so I think that's what's lacking in uh, Who is America. But it's so funny you mentioned that, uh, you know, uh, Ali G represented himself as a host of a kid's TV show uh, because uh, before there was Ali G, there was Sasha Baron Cohen. And one of his first breaks, after, as you said, uh, he went to Cambridge um, after he went to that uh, public school, which is private school uh, here in the States. Um, he dropped out of Cambridge and he went to France and he studied uh, clowning with master clowner. I, I'm probably not going to say this. Philippe Gal- <laughs> Gallier. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll Galtier. Take it. Uh, yeah, but who who's one of the famous clown schools uh, in the world? And Gallier said of Sacha Baron Cohen, he was a good clown, full of spirit. And that's sort of where he got his sort of physicality for for a lot of his characters from this uh, clown school that he went to. Ah, okay, interesting. Yeah, and from there, he hosted a, a kind of a youth-oriented TV show called Pump TV. Really? A familiar mush? You've, you look like you tried to give a cactus a blowjob once. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a high piece of art that I did the um, Pepsi Slam at first. Uh, in which I was um, swallowing a cactus. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and? And um, you kind of ruined my gag associated with it by saying blowjob beforehand. Which I believe aired around like 1996 maybe. So it was, you know, a couple of years before he created the Ali G character. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, actually, I think this was maybe around 2000 or around the time he was doing the 11 o'clock show. Um, he got this part in a Lee Jeans commercial where he played a DJ named Super Greg. Super Greg, number one.
okay. Did Did you see any of those clips I sent of Super Greg? I saw a little bit of them. Yeah, yeah. He had the web page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was 2000. So he played this DJ character named uh, Super Greg, which is pretty funny. I never seen him do that. I know it's just an ad campaign, but uh, he had like kind of like a mono brow and a tracksuit. So again, almost like an Ali G type character or in the same sort of genre. Right. Yeah. And he also had another character called uh, it. Uh, maybe it was on Pump TV called Christo. Which later evolved into Borat. Yeah, what is this dress? It's it's a couture dress yes. by Thomas Starzhevsky. He used to do a lot of the Princess of Wales's clothes. Yes. Who is she? Thomas Starzhevsky. The Prince of Wales. Oh no, he used to do dresses for the Princess of Wales. Yes. Who you is know, who is she? Who is she? Yes. Diana. Ah, Diana. <laughs> ah. In Albania, we hear she is dead. She is dead. We are sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so that's sort of the lineage of, uh, you know, where Sasha Baron Cohen came. So kind of the uh, creation, the, the, the who is America creation story, origin story. Okay, yeah, I'm actually, I'm trying to remember. So do you remember that... Um, the Turkish guy, the me kiss you, that guy. Do you remember that one page that was a big deal? No, what was that? Oh, but hold on. This is no, because I think he's kind of mentioned um, me kiss you web page. Was it? Was it? Yeah, a no, no, that was or? it. That, no, Mahir. Yeah, yeah. Mahir's original page. Do you don't remember this? Um, I could look it up. I have the internet. Right, hold on, dude. Hold on, dude. Right here, send right send right me here. a link via Facebook. Yeah, right here. So you can see, you'll see, this is a big deal, like around 99, 2000. So, and I think he mentioned that he'd kind of taken stuff from this. And this is definitely a very Borat. Oh my God, Mahir. Yeah. Who, who is this Mahir yeah. character? So he was basically just, he was just some some Turkish dude who set up this webpage. And, you know, you can definitely see some um, proto-Borat in here. Oh my God, this is like... Yeah. First, you think it's a parody page, and yeah. is this a real guy? Yeah, no, this is a real dude. That's the thing. So, so this is kind of proto Borat because he definitely, uh, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen, like you know, definitely kind of cribbed a little bit from this guy. Which is fine if it's a real guy. First yeah. of all, we'll, we'll post this website on our yeah. uh, uh, on our webpage, which is what Comedy History One Hundred and One, because uh, this is pretty awesome. And you, yeah, you can see yeah. total Borat uh, with uh, within this guy. He's he's laying on the beach. I know, <laughs> kind of we've like a speedo. We've got his he's playing email the accordion. We should, <laughs> yeah, we should drop him an email, dude. Yeah, we should. We should drop. He speaks <laughs> Turkish, English, Russian. But he spells them all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. He uh, became an internet. He became an internet celebrity in 1999. Holy shit! He didn't update his uh, website since then, and he has yeah, no, both his uh, his mobile number, his home phone number, and his fax machine yeah. number on his website yeah. and and his I kiss his address. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is interesting. Yeah. So. Um, Similarities with the British television. I'm just reading from Wikipedia here, but yeah, they're saying, um, yeah, similarities with the British television character Borat were noted as soon as um, I'm just going to call him Mahir. 
Mihir's yeah. website became famous in 1999. Yeah. <laughs> and particularly his use of the catchphrase, I like sex. Sex. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. really funny. Is there, is there any video on him? Uh, no, man. He's, but he's a real dude. He goes around and tours around and, uh, does stuff. He, oh, he's considering, uh, he's considering a lawsuit against Borat. Oh, now he is? <laughs> like that movie <laughs> yeah. came out like a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Is All he right, still, man, still fighting that? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's he, my here to Borat, I sue you. <laughs> nah. this, is from, this is from this is from 12 years ago, but that's all right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I never knew about him. So yeah, oh man, so there you go. So now we got so we got that out there. Yeah, because that was definitely because I remember that and then seeing the Borat stuff. So the, I remember I know I knew about more here, my here before Borat. Yeah. So what year did Borat come out? The movie? Oh, the movie came out. That was two thousand six. This my house, entry place. This is where I live. My bed. This is a VCR recorded. Yeah, yeah. over 2006, yeah. Okay, so 2006, uh, the movie Borat came out, and that kind of changed the whole playing field of comedy and really launched, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen into, you know, just a global, international superstar. You know, he's big before then, but uh, this really just, like, took him crazy over the top because that's a pretty low-budget movie. If you look at it. Oh, yeah. It was like, you know, how much does that cost, really? You know, when you think about it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you got all your talent for free except the, like, the principal actors and everyone mm. else is just signing, like, waivers, you know, allowing it. But in 2002, um, they had the movie Ali G in the House, which, which have you ever I've, seen that? I've seen it and I actually thought it was okay. Now he's cleaning up the streets. Sorry. Speaking his mind. You are an embarrassment to your party and to the people of Stones. That is not a very nice way to talk about your mum. <laughs> and serving queen and country. Her Majesty the Queen. Shaven Avon. Oh my god, because I was almost going to use the phrase unwatchable. Really? Did you say you watched it? <laughs> I watched it eight, like I watched it back when the British uh, uh, LEG show was out. And we right. had to go, like it, it was like in the early 2000s and you couldn't find, you know, it wasn't on the internet. And you had to go to, it was called Lost Weekend Video on Valencia Street in San Francisco. Because like videotapes we're all in PAL, you know, like UK format. Yeah, uh, and someone yeah. at that store would dub the PAL tapes into like regular format. And, okay. and I would go there and watch like, you know, rent like Peep Show and all the Alley G's. And I, I rented Alley G in the house and I thought it was like almost unwatchable. But it, it also oh. co-stars uh, Martin Freeman, who, you know, yeah, original office like and went on to be in about a zillion other movies. Yeah, which no. which is another episode in itself because um, he actually became more famous than uh, or credible than uh, Ricky Gervais, his co-star in The Office. Oh yeah, well, well, um, here's an interesting thing that you're talking about in the um, uh, the website The Spectator. They're actually this is just kind of came out. The story is their headline and their their story about the show is Sasha Baron Cohen isn't funny, especially when he's mocking the powerless. 
Oh, see, then it goes back to what I was saying. Yeah. And and it's like, so again, going back to what I was saying before is that he just has crazy makeup and he's way too famous. Um, there was a segment uh, that that got written about where he goes into this gun store in some sort of small town. He's playing like a Hungarian character. And the minute they walk in uh, and they're interviewing the gun store clerk after the fact, like the first thing the gun store clerk went uh, when he heard the Hungarian character talk, he went, Borat, you're Borat, right? But a gun store owner in California says he wasn't fooled by the actor when he tried to trick him. Take a look at this surveillance video from Warrior One Guns and Ammo. Back in 2017, the store owner says Cohen came in claiming to be an Hungarian immigrant wanting to buy a gun for a documentary, but the owner called him out, and then Cohen ran out the front door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, again, it's me, like, every time that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen does a foreign character on uh, Who is America, to me, I can clearly hear, like, Borat. To me, that I, it's just, like, all right there. So yeah, why would you know you got a guy in a wig and a makeup and he so, kind of sounds like Borat? Hey everyone, just wanted to give a shout out to our newest sponsor, Words Over Chair Productions. Words Over Chair is a full service creative agency with offices in Edinburgh, Scotland, and Brooklyn. Our specialty: amazing storytelling, motion graphics, archival footage, all mixed with a flair for humor. And the best part about Words Over Chair? You already like us. That's because Words Over Chair is run by yours truly, Scott, along with my co-host on this very podcast, Harmon Leon. You might have seen our work on websites like Vice, The Atlantic, Vanity Fair, Timeline, and many others. Want to make something boring? Fine. Go do it yourself. Want to make something cool? Get in touch with us. Wordsoverchair.com Yeah, you could tell that one when they did the um, the one about the politicians with the kindergarten gun thing. That first politician like knew like right off the bat he was like, "Yeah, I'm not I'm not going for this." Um, and they kind of used that to set up all the other guys. You mean the guy with the kindergarten gun, or the guy who did like the sort of training thing with the stuffed animals? And no, not that animals. one. The, the the kindergarten. Remember when they talked to all the different congressmen and they're having them read the the stuff. Oh, yeah, just vaguely, vaguely. I think I was just <laughs> yeah. sort of despised saying, oh, man, this isn't funny to myself. Yeah. And then that's why I probably got distracted because uh, that wasn't memorable. Yeah, but you could tell as a point is that you could tell the very first guy was just like, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not buying this. He said something like, oh, you're going to walk in here with your cameras and ask me a setup question like that. That's basically what – and they left that in. They use that as a setup to – to look how dumb these other politicians are who fell for it. Yeah, uh, which leads us to um, one of the early Ali G um, episodes when it when he went over to HBO. It was HBO, right? Right, HBO. Yep. Um, Ali G interviews a man who is now the president of the United States. Two hundred and three zillion, whatever. Four hundred ninety-six thousand four hundred. And then a one. Check this out. If all those people bought one glove right. at $19.99, right. just one glove, business would be worth, wait for it. I'm waiting. That much. Donald Trump. Yeah, the ice cream glove. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think they, they also on the um, that was kind of what made all those work too. Is that like each show had a theme, so yeah. you know all the different characters would be going off that same theme, so it kept things tight. And then I think some of the the funniest parts in those shows were the um, the live panel dis- Yeah, and that, the that those are funny, but then the live panel discussions they would have. Just refresh my memory on that. Uh, I mean, I remember from the British version, they would have that, you know, an LEG yeah. would be like kind of doing like, a, you know, like a Geraldo sort of thing, you know? Yeah, they just have like three or four people sit down. I just remember one where they had like a Catholic priest and a rabbi. It sounds like a joke. But they had like yeah. a Catholic priest and they priest walk into and a bar. Like a rabbi. <laughs> yeah. and then, but then an atheist guy. And it was all actually pretty you know entertaining to watch those guys go after each other and then allergy was would be there to kind of jump in too and it was like you know it was actually a little bit of nice discussion as well as being funny too yeah so i think you know again going back to this is i i just i i you know i get the center axis of this this is like what they're trying to be is like allergy and exposing the underbelly of america during trump america but, I know, and I did. Know, I noticed they used a couple of our favorite clips in the in the setup for the show too. What was that? <laughs> they used a Trump mocking reporter. They used that one a couple oh, of times. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They haven't used the Trump uh, girls. We love that one. Yeah, and they use the Trump girls, and they use something else. They use like three clips that that we use all the time. Yeah, because those that. are the classics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, again, uh, what Trump claims was, like, he knew right away that it was uh, – he was being had when, uh, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen was interviewing him as LAG about the ice cream club. Yeah, I mean, I think it just – you know, it's like we were talking about in the in the Trump episode, the roast of Trump. It's like he doesn't like oh, – Wait, wait, where, where, where do people hear that episode? Oh, they can hear it at ComedyHistory101.com. Ah, and leave a comment, too. Yeah. And <laughs> no, sorry, also, go ahead. I, iTunes, yeah. iTunes, Stitcher, Last FM, wherever, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Edinburgh Festival, all August. Partly yeah, us. Right. <laughs> American Horror Story. Anyways, uh, good. We plug. We, should, we plug here. It's good. But anyways, uh, so what were we saying in that episode on, on Trump? Just about – it was just how, like, Trump doesn't like it when he's the butt of the joke. I mean, he really doesn't like it. He just kind of wants to be in control all the time. Yeah, just funny footnote on that. So Sasha Baron Cohen was being interviewed on WTF and he was talking about that episode. And it was like one of those things where they went into the office in like, and this was back in, a, you know, it's probably about the early 2000s or early to mid 2000s. So it was just, you know, business, failed businessman Trump at that point. Um, so he said, you know, like Trump made him wait in his lobby for like, you know, about, you know, an hour and uh, it was a it was a lobby, yeah, not the lobby of the building, but like the lobby of his his office waiting area of his office. And right. Sasha Baron Cohen could hear him like screaming on the phone at uh, Rudy Giuliani, who who I believe <laughs> was mayor at the time. So right. it was like Trump was screaming at the then mayor Rudy Giuliani over the phone, like treating him like he was a child. And give me, give me a coke. Give yeah. me a coke. <laughs> and uh, smash cut here. Uh, you know that that's his representation for yeah, uh, something we'll talk about on our other podcast. This is the president. 
This is the prep, which we are going to talk about. I've got everything ready, so we'll talk about that after. Uh, yeah, just on the marketing of this, that's kind of they they kind of did their uh, guerrilla style marketing with this. Uh, Showtime did so. What they started doing was uh, releasing trailers for the series before saying anything about it. So they released one trailer on June 29th of this year, and then another one on July 3rd, just in time for the Fourth of July. Uh, they wouldn't say who was involved with the project, and I thought this was oh, yeah. a, a funny, yeah, one of the funniest uh, things. They uh, it was rumored that Kathy Griffin, this is going to be her uh, Kathy Griffin's uh, comeback vehicle. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! I'm just uh, I'm looking at a photo of her with her palms out, you know, doing know, a classic. Uh, you know what? You know what I, I love hate. You know when you go into comedy clubs is the wall of headshots. And oh yeah, yeah. She's doing the pose that says. That you see the zillion times at comedy club headshot walls of like, I'm doing the funny pose because I'm funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Kathy. <laughs> but um, yeah, they did a good job with the marketing. You didn't realize, you know, they showed no, no one who, none, none of the characters, they, they showed like Dick Cheney. Um, by the way, that Dick Cheney bit was just a lot of hype. It was just kind of flat. Yeah, and they apparently they put that um, the uh, waterboarding jug and handkerchief on uh, eBay, and it got up to bidding to um, a couple thousand dollars, and they were going to donate the money to um, Amnesty International until until eBay pulled it. Oh, really? You mean Ali, yeah. or uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's water jug? Yeah, the one that Dick Cheney signed. Ah, on the show. oh, because he signed yeah. it. Oh, why, why yeah, did eBay he pull autographed it? it. I don't know. ABA said it was, it was something about their uh, their rules or whatever. Oh, weird. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you have it. But a, a little <laughs> bit flat. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, I guess, you know, we're kind of on the home stretch here. So, what works about the show and what doesn't work? Um, for me, I mean, you know, he, when he stuck to the thing, like, you know, the, the making fun of the Georgia congressman kind of just revealing this, you know, mm-hmm. state congressman to be kind of kind of an ass. That was it. That was, you know, his punching. Pun, uh, no, we're not using punching. That was his um, <laughs> gently Punch. prodding. Yeah. Okay. Comedy Needling. focused up rather than comedy yes. focused down. <laughs> Laser focused comedy on uh, yeah. going up on an, on the upper classes, and I, I thought that was that worked pretty well. Um, the character is scary. I don't I don't care much for that guy. Not because he's Israeli, just because he looks scary. Um, and the other characters don't really care too much for. I mean, they're just not. Um, just don't think they're that funny. I know he got into a little bit of trouble with the William G. Make piece. What was the the, the liberal Billy Wayne? You no, know, the Billy Wayne Ruddick Jr. Because he's in a he's in a um, uh, not a wheelchair. He's in a cart. What do you call those things? Oh, like a a, a rascal. Yeah, he's he's in one of those. Oh, is he? But actually, in that point, you know, he says because Sarah Palin's all mad because he said he was. Yeah, a yeah. So tell people about that controversy if they haven't read it a zillion times on the internet. Yeah, but, <laughs> because well, that's from said, an episode yeah. coming up. So yeah. Yeah, he yeah he said he was a a veteran of the postal service, you know, and she's like, "How dare you make fun of our veterans like that?" Yeah, so they got it covered. I mean, you have a guy from Cambridge who's, uh, you know, that you're not going to make fun of vets. But, uh, yeah, and just, yeah. So, anyways, we got that episode uh, coming I mean, that, up. That, that, dude, that dude could work, but as it is now, he doesn't doesn't really. Um, the gender studies guy is okay. He's all right, you know. 
Um, I don't think the ex-convict artist is going to work. Um, yeah, that was as, just one segment. He didn't make it for the other one. Like, but yeah, you know, and who the, knows? Uh, and the Italian dude didn't care too much for. And also, um, yeah, and the Italian dude just I'm sounded like Borat. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little insulted. By who? Oh, making fun of Italians. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, because you got your passporto. Yeah, passporto. Yeah, so my takeaway is, you know, maybe it'll get its legs, but right now it just seems a bit, uh, there's, the center axis is, uh, you know, needs to be tighter. And again, it's like bits go too long. Um, What worked on the Ali G show was, uh, like you said, there was like funny interstitials that kind of tied it all together that took you out of uh, having to always depend on the field pieces. Um, but, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, it, it's probably better than uh, worse, but it's definitely, you know, of a different era and definitely not as good as uh, Ali G show. Because, uh, uh, yeah, and, and, and just again to restate, it's because you then the people have empathy for the characters where Borat and Ali G people kind of felt sorry for them. So therefore, you know, like when Borat went to a house and he's taking like that manners class. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, he goes and takes his shit and puts it in a plastic bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, people had, they just, Oh no, we don't do that here in America. Let me take you aside and explain it to you. And then you had a similar type of bit in the first episode where I believe it was, uh, uh, the liberal character going into kind of a conservative household. Right, yeah, into the conservative and it, it was like yeah. the same sort of premise, but exactly. there was none of that empathy. It was just like, watch as I make him say stupid things, you know? So it didn't, yeah. it, it was just, it's just like a lot of that of just making people say stupid things where like in Borat, you would actually get them to, take action to correct Borat's, you know, actions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also with the Borat, I mean, it was just that physical comedy because I remember, like, the one where, he, where he, we went to the workout and he was trying to use all the workout machines. I mean, it's still funny every time I watch that when he's on that treadmill and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's where his clown training came in where exactly. he just had a great, uh, kind of like a Charlie Chaplin silent comedian type uh, uh, clowning uh, movement to him. Exactly. So, does that do it? Do we do we do do we cover it? I think I think we did. I think we covered as much. Do as we fill an hour? <laughs> after two, after two. Well, with your your clip, drop some clips in there. I think we're good. And with that, it's time to plug away. Scott, do you have anything you like to plug? Uh, dude, you can't use plug away. That's mine. Oh, is that you? You're gonna sue? Yeah, that's just like my ear. I might see you. Uh, no, yeah. hey, uh, yes, plug away. Um, well, folks, as always, if you like listening to me and Harmon here, you're going to love listening to me and Harmon on This is the President, our, we, our podcast about presidential politics, presidential phone calls, and all things presidential, where we take the presidents of the past and make them the presidents of the future. You can find us at uh, – you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Last FM, and all your favorite comedy and all your favorite podcast locations. And so be sure to download, click, like, and subscribe. That's This is the President with Scott and Harmon. That's right. And once again, you can find me the whole month of August. I'll be in Edinburgh, Scotland, 9 p.m. 
Banshee Labyrinth with my show Harmon Leon's American Horror Story. Ooh, that sounds kind of scary. Uh. Uh, and with that, we will see you next time here on Comedy History 101, where we school you in comedy. Thanks a lot, everyone, and bye-bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.